And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. With me, as always, is my brother Travis. And it's shoegaze time, brother. Ready to gaze upon thine shoes? Gee, I don't really care about shoes. I do care about shoegaze, though. You're not a shoe guy? I'm not a shoe guy. I know guy. you're all about the watches, dude. I was, but I got to tell you, the um, the pandemic, I stopped wearing a watch because I didn't need to. And now I'm like, do I really need to wear a watch ever? Thank you. Which Travis. I know you've been saying that for years, Q. But, <laughs> you know, so I think I'm going to narrow down my, my watch collection to like one or two, you know? Well, yeah. And I'm I'm not a shoe guy. You know, some people are gazing at their shoes all the time thinking, when am I going to... When can I buy another pair? You know what I mean? Yeah. We're we're really starting this off with some, some really bad puns here. It's, I'm sorry. But we're talking about shoegaze. Yeah, today, we're dude. we're talking about I think some a genre that we have determined is a shared favorite of ours. Like maybe maybe my all time favorite subgenre of rock. It, I, I think it could be shoegaze. I think it's safe to say that. I yeah. Honestly, it's up there at the yeah. top for me, dude. Because when when you I think when you and we'll get into all of this, I think, but, and we probably talked about this on our My Bloody Valentine episode, shoegaze, like, we almost exclusively listened to shoegaze and maybe didn't realize it, you know, with the dream pop era of uh, the 20, 2010s, right? Here's Here are the two main revelations that we've had since starting this podcast, dude. We listened to almost exclusively emo in high school. Yeah. And then- Right out of high school into college and, you know, beyond, we were listening to Shoegaze for the most part. Yeah. And what the revelation about emo was uh, that our definition of emo was very narrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it turns out emo covers a pretty wide spectrum of the kind of music that we listened to in high school. And same goes for Shoegaze. When we, you know, Shoegaze and Dream Pop, that's they're synonymous with each other it's the same thing right two sides of the same coin another thing that i'm realizing more and more you know with diving into shoegaze more and more each year how many times did i just say more and more you just uh, keep seeing it more and more shoot there's a lot of similarities in like chord progression or maybe melodies with shoegaze and grunge and they came about around the same time like shoegaze hit in the 90s when grunge hit and then obviously grunge took off but as we've talked about like shoegaze never stopped right so we dove into this and had some some deep convos on shoegaze during our my our my bloody valentine episode so if you want to go back and really dive into it check out our episode on their album from 91 loveless so they are considered like the godfathers of the genre they're they're, you know the granddaddies uh, kevin shields yeah kevin shields the the main guy behind that wall of sound that's synonymous with shoegaze he kind of developed this guitar styling that basically like jump-started the whole genre it's a technique called glide guitar uh so i'm gonna play a clip this is from this bbc interview called the joy of the guitar riff just for people that aren't familiar with shoegaze, um, I think we may have actually played this clip 
on our My Bloody Valentine episode. But just to kick things off here, here is so I, the interview starts with Butch Vig, who is a super famous producer. He produced uh, Siamese Dream by Smashing Pumpkins. He's done Sonic Youth. He's done. He did Nevermind. Um, starts with him, and then it it jumps over to Kevin Shields, and they're kind of talking about that distinct style of guitar that he created. I think those early My Buddy Valentine records are groundbreaking sonically, just with adding these little bends and things with his uh, his wangy bar. It just causes this these beautiful swells instead of just going, you know, good. That really creates all these juxtapositions of tone. Juxtapositions of tone. It's like that wavery, kind of uneasy feeling that you get when you hear, when you listen to shoegaze, you know? Yeah, it kind of feels like you're on like a tilt a whirl or something like that, you know? Yeah. I love it, dude. Or you're looking at a funhouse mirror, you know? If a funhouse mirror made, like, you know, played a guitar, that's what it would sound like. Yeah, and then it's doing that, and then a, another thing they did a lot on Loveless, especially, was they just kind of built up all these layers of feedback, and it just kind of played throughout the entire album, just like in the very background of the song. You know, you 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 might say that it created a wall of sound. Q. It could, dude, that's exactly what it did. Yeah. So uh, a couple episodes ago, we decided it might be fun. It might be fun to do an episode on doom metal shoegaze and then doom gaze which is kind of a mix of the two genres last week we covered sleep which is um i guess one of the pioneers of doom metal right Trim? i mean not yeah so i mean not really so here's the thing like you know a lot of doom metal enthusiasts would probably say sleep is not a doom band and um they're right to point that out they're more of a stoner rock band but they they incorporated elements of of doom metal into their sound and a lot of people credit sleep as sort of um revitalizing that like bluesy metal slower metal sound that sabbath invented basically uh which you know went on to to sort of do that resurgence of doom metal that that we've seen in the last decade so yeah sleep is not a doom metal band exclusively they're more of like a stoner metal band but they incorporate elements of doom, and I just wanted to play Holy Mountain, so that's that's what we did. But that's last week, yeah. So now we're doing shoegaze, and from what I understand, Q, and this is exactly what I'm going to do next week for our doom gaze episode. But we're going to listen to a few different artists, right? Yeah. So last week I had said uh, we were going to focus on one band, uh, Japanese shoegaze group called Oil. Oil. I'm going to go with oil, dude. I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, we're still going to play a track from them. But I thought it would be fun to... So I've referenced this this um, Shoegaze Roadmap before. This really cool uh, infographic that I found that kind of points you in different directions based on what kind of shoegaze you want to listen to. And I thought it would be fun to kind of follow the arrows up from My Bloody Valentine and get into the more heavy more distorted kind of stuff. And hopefully that will transition us nicely into doom gaze next week. Mm, so I like that. I'm stoked, dude. Uh, I found some great artists on here and I didn't, I didn't uh, go any farther than the album that is on this map. So 
whoever put this together, there's no username on it or anything. I can't really find much about it. I even tried to do like a reverse image search. I can't really find much about this. So let's just say that the shoegaze gods just made this for us. Hmm. Okay. So we're going to start with oil. Um, so they are pretty damn close to my bloody Valentine's loveless on this map. Uh, so I wanted to start with them just to give you that classic shoegaze sound. They have an EP that came out in 2007 called urban twilight. Uh, really great. Uh, there's really not that much about most of these artists on this roadmap are pretty obscure, which is cool. Um, so I don't have that much to go off of these, these guys, but they were formed back in 06 and this is their first, uh, EP that they released. So I'm going to play the first track on this album again. It's called Urban Twilight. This song is called Strawberry Cream. So it sounds like it sounds a lot like my bloody Valentine. So I can see how this is like one step uh, in, in this map, right? Like we're one. Yeah, it's like one exit away. <laughs> Obviously, my bloody Valentine were huge influences on these guys. Like, and that's probably going to be the case for a lot of the bands we're playing today, right? My bloody Valentine is to shoegaze as Black Sabbath is to fucking metal okay. and do metal. I got gotcha. you. You know, it's the origin of of that sound because. He invented that guitar sound, right? Yeah, and yeah. these bands all are paying tribute to the to the gods. Yeah, you know? yeah. 
Um, so and I, man, I just love this sound. You know, I just can't get enough of it. I don't. I don't even care how similar it sounds. Right. No, yeah. <laughs> you know. But just the way, like it just it, it just envelops you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of puts you in a trance. Yeah. What I love about it, and I feel like this is pretty uh, not unique to the genre, but this is one. I think like outstanding characteristic of it. It repeats itself a lot. It's very, re- it's very repetitive and it loops a lot. It always kind of, it quickly goes back to that, to the melt, to the bass melody, you know? Yeah. Like it doesn't take long for it to go back to, to where it started. So it just kind of, I think that's kind of what puts you in that, in that trance, you know? Uh, those drums were straight up loveless. I, I got to, yeah, give that drummer proper cred. Which remember what we learned, which was really cool. We learned that um, during the recording of Loveless, that My Bloody Valentine record, their drummer got really, really sick, and he wasn't able to sit in during these recording sessions. So Kevin Shields brought in recordings of him playing drums and spliced up like each tom hit, each snare hit, each bass drum hit, and pieced together his drum beats for him so that he it would still be his live drums on the record even though he wasn't able to be there i thought that was really cool and it's such a great drum sound it's very simple it almost sounds like it's just an electronic like a drum machine yeah i feel like that's carried on with shoegaze over the years yeah yeah that's cool um so you said there's the there's a japanese band right are they singing in Japanese? I couldn't really pick up on the... Uh, oh, I don't know, dude. <laughs> on the that's, words. That's how it goes with shoegaze, right? It's yeah. all just kind of meshed together in that wall. Yeah, right. So, yeah, uh, we're going to move right along. So, before we start heading into the direction of the heavy stuff, I just wanted to take this opportunity to play one of my favorite dream pop albums. And I know they're one and the same, but... You know, Dream Pop, I think, is a little more upbeat sounding and more poppy, I guess. So I don't think I've brought this band up at all in in the run of this podcast. Uh, I know you're a fan of these guys, Trav. Letting Up Despite Great Faults. I haven't thought about them in a long time. Dude. uh, So I just revisited their self-titled album from 2009 just when I, when I was listening to all these shoegaze bands and yeah man it holds up so these guys it's near and dear to my heart this is one of the bands that we discovered during our music blog days when we were running uh new dust and i don't know which member i think it was the singer i actually got to interview him through the blog hmm. i don't remember any of the questions that i asked him did you ask him hey would you consider yourself more of a shoegaze or a dream pop band I honestly probably did, and I know I brought up my bloody Valentine as well. Um, but I mean, as we as we've said, like there are there are differences between the two. They're just they're under the same umbrella, if that makes sense. And that's why I wanted to to play this before we start to dive into the heavy stuff. Um, it's just an excuse to play play a song from this album, dude. So, uh, so this is just a couple years after that oil album came out so again this is a self-titled by a band called letting up despite great faults this song is called the colors aren't you or me 
love that song. Yeah, that's great. So like what makes this under the dream pop shoegaze umbrella? So for me, it's the... The, vo- the vocals maybe? The vocals and the guitar tone. Yeah. The fuzziness and the sound of that guitar in the background that's kind of ever present and stuff like that. That is what puts it in shoegazes, maybe maybe as a subgenre of this group. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like we, you know, we should say that just like with with any band, you know, no, rarely is a band exclusively one thing. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, right. I, I would I would agree. I was going to say the same thing. It's that that you, you got those are my cats. Again, yeah, just running around. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it would be the, the the sound of that guitar um, and his his vocals because the vocals, you know, the breathy kind of yes. dreamy vocals yeah. is a, a, definitely a shoegaze signature, you know. Yeah, and I feel like you know we could just go, go around in circles here, but I feel like what makes it dream pop over just classic shoegaze, it seems like they kind of they dial down the fuzziness a little bit, and they he removes his vocals a little bit from that wall of sound. So it's all just, it's not all just like washed away in that, in that, uh, feedback and distortion. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a more upbeat sound. I think his vocals are definitely, um, I, I don't know the, the name of the vocalist on my bloody Valentine, but, um, Kevin Shields and Belinda Butcher are okay. the vocals for my bloody Valentine. Yeah. But yeah. He, he's definitely, uh, pulling from, from that, that sound the style of singing and that's classic shoegaze yes yeah his vocals are or just sound very very similar to my ability valentine for sure but everything about that song and that's that's even that's what 2010 2011 uh 2009 2009 okay yeah 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 that's great all right dude let's get heavy so um i'm ready so i'm gonna go we're gonna follow follow the arrows up. We're gonna skip over this band called Curve, which uh, it's a female fronted band. They have an album called Doppelganger that shows up on here. It's awesome, but I wanted to skip ahead and get even more heavier. I'm gonna link to this roadmap again on our Twitter because I can't stress enough how many awesome bands I've found through this roadmap. We're going to jump to a band called the December sound. Uh, they're from Boston, Massachusetts. Again, not a lot of information out there on them. Um, and dude, this album is a banger. I like, I like bangers. I like all kinds of bangers too. So this album is called the silver album came out in 2007. You're not going to find it on Spotify. Now I think this stuff the heavier it gets, I feel like the more grungy it gets. So you you might completely disagree with me, but uh, so again, this is a band called The December Sound. This song is called Never.
So um, this starts to kind of flirt with with Doomgates. It's not um, not necessarily heavy or slow enough, but the distortion amount, I would say, and sort of the the some of the guitar stuff there. I feel like the drums are way more aggressive. You know, yeah. like way more just classic rock. So I'm curious if this map that you're working off of, if Doomgaze is on it. I don't think so, dude. Okay. The next band that I'm going to play is definitely still in the Shoegaze pocket. Okay. Um, these guys I just couldn't ignore, dude. I had to play some of this stuff. Well, just let me ask you this. Is there is there a band on there called Jesu? Oh, dude, it would take me forever to look. Man. Okay. <laughs> uh, but no, so if, if, if I kept following this even farther into the even more like darker heavier stuff it just gets into this really weird noisy stuff <laughs> yeah it doesn't get any doom metal like it doesn't it doesn't go metal it just goes more and more noise <laughs> okay let's take a quick break so the cool thing about this uh, album by the december sound they definitely have a distinct sound, but it's not all just shoegaze. You know, it's it, it's not all shoegaze. It's not all one sound. Um, I picked a couple songs to play from this that are, I feel, more shoegazy, but they flirt with psychedelic rock a lot on here. It's it's a great album, man. All the way through, every song is, is killer. I highly recommend it. So again, I'm going to play one more song from this album. This is, again, the December Sounds, The Silver Album. I'm going to jump down to track five. This song is called Painkiller. great man 
Good shit. I love that little keyboard ditty that's going on throughout the whole thing. That's great. Yeah, really so like cool. I would put this on the more like psychedelic side of yeah, shoegaze for sure. And that's what that's what's so great about shoegaze. It's just so versatile. Yeah, like dude, the, I, the elements. I think that's what's so great about it. Yeah, you can you can add those basic shoegaze building blocks to to any genre. Yeah, uh, you know, and and yeah, this man, I don't remember who it was, but you brought uh, uh, an artist to a what you heard once that I fell in love with, and I think it was like psychedelic shoegaze, basically was what it was, which you know could be any number of different bands because I feel like. We've we've done some shoegaze and some psychedelic quite a bit. Yeah. So um, it was a female vocalist. I remember that, and it was great. It was like an EP. Oh, I know awesome. what you're talking about. Dude. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was great. It was something I heard on KEXP. It was. Yeah. It, yeah, it was. And I brought it up again once an episode. I bring up KEXP. Yeah, I mean, we know that you listen to him. <laughs> okay. We know. Uh, all right, man. So the last pick is we're going to just follow this arrow up one more, get a little heavier. This is a group that goes by Whir, W-H-I-R-R. I I know about them. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so they are (laughs) hilarious, man. The uh, This bio on Spotify says, The Bay Area Sextet channeled the dreamy spirit of shoegaze giants of the 90s like my bloody valentine slow dive and ride take a peek at the very center of this freaking roadmap and those are the three artists yeah so yeah yeah that's where it all started yeah so i i just found out about this band through this roadmap so have you heard their stuff are you into them i think i've listened to a few of their their songs yeah cool so again i didn't I didn't uh, dive any deeper than whatever album was on this roadmap. So uh, this is an album of theirs called Distressor from 2012. I'm going to play a couple songs from it. Uh, The first one I'm going to play is called Blue.
great uh, drum drum change there. Like that that uh, that's a classic move, man. Yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah, I like it. Um, so that's a little more grungy, almost. Yeah, a little bit. Maybe the tone of the guitar. Uh, you know, that's about it, really. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, what, what, when did this come out? Uh, two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. Okay. I think the reason that the guitar tone can sometimes like flirt with grunge grunge guitar tones is because the origin of this is the same time that grunge hit you know you're talking about shoegaze yeah i'm saying like there i think the reason sometimes that shoegaze might sound grungy is because both really kind of started at the same time yeah so like if you're going to be a shoegaze band and you were influenced by those early shoegaze bands in the 90s there's a lot of crossover like we we're saying with grunge yeah, chances are you're you're probably into grunge too. yeah without a doubt so with the music that we've heard so far, Trevin, and you've been diving into Doomgaze, uh, are you still feeling, are you hearing differences still, or are these starting to get more oh, yeah. and more? Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I'm saying, uh, are you asking if Doomgaze is a whole different ballgame? You were wondering if these were going to get more and more closer to Doomgaze the heavier we got on this roadmap. Yeah, I mean, no, because the thing about Doomgaze is that it it incorporates the the themes lyrically sometimes of, of doom metal and also like the, the slowness of it. That classic more, guitar sound that you showed me last week, that classic doom, doom metal sound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it goes down that route and it's a little bit more, you know, just like doom, you know, tends to deal with themes of like depression and, and uh, you know, gloominess and stuff like that. So, you know, thematically it's more, doom metal-esque oh, i'm hoping that you take me on some more fantastical journeys next week into the stoner sun <laughs> there's yeah there, there will be no crimson dragon oh, darn or magic caravan but um okay yeah we'll, we'll go on a journey dude i'll tell you this uh i found some great artists that um i'm now like a huge fan of like you know sweet one of the albums i listen to now on the daily and that's one of the more contemporary doom gaze uh artists that i found so kind of like with a lot of these artists like you know you can trace it back to you know the 90s and stuff right yeah so so i was going to play another song from were but let's just do something different let's listen to a song together for the first time right now okay let's go even farther let's get darker sadder intense let's see what happens Trev. all right so i'm gonna go i'm gonna jump one arrow from were and we're gonna play a song by a band called nothing so this is an album called guilty of everything came out in 2014 let's do track three this one's called bent nail Thank you. 
like it. Yeah, it's kind of more. Um, oh man, I wish I could put my finger on the band that I'm thinking of, but yeah, it definitely has a '90s '90s post punk, yeah, shoegaze, um, but but still very shoegazy. Yeah, yeah, totally. I can see that. I, I don't know if it. I guess it's heavier. It's got a little bit more of a guitar. Yeah, d- distortion. Distortion's cranked. The feedback's kind of the wall of sound isn't isn't quite there as much as as classic yes. shoegaze. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, that's all I got, brother. Cool. I like it. I dig it. Um I think this is going to we're going to connect all these dots queue when we play some doom gaze. Awesome. Next week and I, I think you're going to like it, man. I think you're going to like it. Especially since you you're not a traditional heavy metal guy. Yeah, um, man. And get, this is not Get me there. However yeah, you need is, to uh, get me there, man. And I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Doom Gaze is is um, metal really at all. It's just heavy, heavy, darker, slower shoegaze. Well, as I've as I've said in the past, like I always enjoy metal when you show it to me, but I'm not seeking it out. So maybe this is the missing puzzle piece, dude. Well, like I said, there's a there's a bajillion uh, subgenres of metal, so there really is something for everybody. I just don't know if I would put Doom Gaze into the metal. Uh, well, we'll see. Q. We'll see about this. Do you want to? Do you want to say that like put Doom Gaze on on the shoegaze branch? It's not going to be on the metal branch. It's closer to the metal branch than okay anything that you played today. But yeah, it's at the end of the day, it's still it's still well. There's different flavors of it, so we'll get into it next week. <laughs> okay, cool. You know, just like with anything, there's. There's there's gonna be doom gaze bands that are more metal than some other ones, but sure. I don't know, Q. Uh, you know that's the thing about genres. You know that was the the thing we hated. They became a chore for us when back in our new dust music blog days, trying to describe music. Yeah, every day, right? Doing a write up on a band and like, well, I might as well just put indie rock band because fuck if I know what this is considered. Yeah. You know. Right. It just feels like you're pulling shit out of your ass when you when you try to explain the sound of a band strictly just in genres, you know? Yeah. Well, we don't write for Pitchfork Q. We're we're podcast hosts, okay? It's amateur hour here. If we wrote for Pitchfork, we could just pull from that that knowledge bank that they appear to have uh at the ready, you know. I, w- I wonder if they have some kind of like genre book. That you get as soon as you get hired. Like a pitchfork Bible that they hand you. You go, read up on this. You better list at least two obscure references in every article to bands that nobody heard of. And you better sharpen that pitchfork because we're brutal here. At least they used to be. They're not so bad anymore. They were for a while, man. Yeah. Part of me thinks that was intentional on their part in the beginning. In the early 2000s. And it worked. It seemed like every band that we loved pitchfork hated maybe we just listen to shit bands q <laughs> that's that's possible dude yeah. i don't think so <laughs> anyway so yeah man next week we're gonna take the doom metal and we're gonna take the shoegaze and we're gonna see what happens we're gonna marry them together into one ketchup bottle yeah uh, i think you're gonna i think you're gonna like what uh what i got in store for us here q i'm excited man awesome all right well you can find us on Twitter at No Filler Podcast. Reach out to us. Tell us what you 
what you like, what you don't like. Tell us what you'd like us to talk about. And, we may, you know, we may give you a shout out. Tell us what songs you've been listening to. Like, what's been on heavy rotation for you lately? You know, we might uh, play that as an outro on one of our What You Heard episodes or something like that, which is our, our monthly mixtape episode. Uh, so we'll be doing that in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, let us know what your who your favorite shoegaze artist is. You know, if you got if you got a, a favorite doom metal band, let us know who it is. We're always looking for shoegaze more shoegaze or dream pop. If you're if you're like I don't listen to shoegaze, I listen to dream pop. I know that there's a distinct difference to me. Well, tell us what your favorite dream pop band is. Yeah, because uh, we listened to, to a ton of dream pop artists uh, in the early 20, 2010s when that. Back when uh, those bands were really kind of picking up and sort of a dime a dozen back then, you know. They really were, man. Yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, yeah. So hit us up on Twitter at No Filler Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network. And it's the home of all things music related. Every podcast on that network is music centric. And there's just about a show for everybody, really. Uh, so check out. I think we're over sixty podcasts now, man. That's insane, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. We just keep growing and growing, dude. When so we check out, you know what's crazy? I feel like we had like twenty five or thirty when we joined. Yeah, and that was it's only it's a couple a year years ago. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, check out pantheonpodcast.com. You'll find plenty of other great podcasts to listen to, all music related. And that's that. And as always, thank you to Pantheon sponsor AKG for supporting the show. Next week, we'll be coming at you with some doom gaze. So until next week, thank you as always for listening. My name is Quentin. My name is Travis. Y'all take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.